Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. This is Abdul Nasser Jengda, and you're listening to the Qalam Podcast. The Qalam Podcast has become an important part of people's lives all around the world. There are millions of people benefiting from the podcast every single day. Thousands of hours of content, dozens of different series from all the different teachers and scholars here at Qalam. All of this is delivered to the community free of charge. We are excited and actively working to grow and increase our efforts to deliver more and more benefit to the community. We ask you to support our efforts and become part of the Qalam family. Please go to qalamfamily.com and sign up to contribute to this Sadaqa Jariya on a monthly basis. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from all of us Jazakumullahu khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillahi alihi dhati azim al-sifati samiyya simatika bilishan, jalil al-qadir al-rafi'i al-dhikri muta'i al-amri jalil al-burhan, fakhim al-ismi ghazil ilmi wasil hilmi kathir al-ghufran, jamil al-thana'i jazil al-ata'i mejib al-du'a'i amim al-ihsan, سري الحساب شديد العقاب أليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له في الخلق والأمر ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله المبعوث إلى الأسود والأحمر المنعوت بشرح الصد ورفع الذكر وصلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين هم خلاصة العرب العرباء وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحد الله فإن توحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن تقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة ومن طاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين وادعوه فإنه مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ومن يهاجر في سبيل الله يجد في الأرض مراغما كثيرا وسعه ومن يخرج من بيته مهاجرا إلى الله ثم يدرك الموت مهاجرا إلى الله ورسوله ثم يدرك الموت فقد وقع أجره على الله وكان الله غفورا رحيما At the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the Medinan period great difficulties and trials and tribulations came upon the Muslims and there was a need there was a demand at that time for the believers to strive and to sacrifice. That they had to sacrifice for their own iman. They had to sacrifice for what they believed in. They had to sacrifice for the propagation of this deen and religion, the preservation of Islam, and the protection of the lives and the properties and the dignity of the Muslims. And at that time, when sacrifice and effort was demanded of them, it was required of them, it created this delineation and this separation between the people at that time. There were those who responded to the call. 
They were willing to sacrifice anything and everything for what was being asked of them. And there were others who were not willing to sacrifice. And they were trying to find a way out from this sacrifice's effort that was being demanded of them. They were looking for an escape route. At that time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed the Muslims. In Surah An-Nisa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لا يستوي القاعدون من المؤمنين غير أولي الضرر والمجاهدون في سبيل الله بأموالهم وأنفسهم That there are two groups of people in the community. Based off of the situation at that time, that there are two groups of people. There are two ways in which people are responding to this adversity, this trial, this tribulation, this test. There are those who are who remain sitting. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the verbiage al-qa'idun, he used the imagery of someone sitting. Because imagine if there is an emergency, there is some kind of a desperate situation, and everyone jumps up and springs into action, and then try to picture someone who remains sitting there comfortably in a corner, and is not moving, is not phased, is not motivated to get up even. That's the imagery Allah used, that there are some people within the community who remain sitting. And it's not that they are sitting because they are incapable of getting up. If somebody has some legitimate excuse, that's different. But these are people that are perfectly fine. These are people that are totally healthy. But they are just choosing to remain sitting there and just watching everything unfold around them and all the chaos occur around them. So there's, that's one group of people. Number two, the second group of people are وَالْمُجَاهِدُونَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ بِأَمْوَالِهِمْ وَأَنفُسِهِمْ There are those who are striving. They got up, they started to move, they took action, they are striving in the way of Allah with their property, they are using the resources that Allah has given them. They are using their lives, their energy, their effort, their talent, their ability, their time. They're investing all of that in to addressing the desperate situation that is unfolding. These are two groups of people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, لا يستوي. لا يستوون. They are not equal. They are not the same. They are not equal in their standing before Allah. فَضَّلَ اللَّهُ الْمُجَاهِدِينَ بِأَمْوَالِهِمْ وَأَنفُسِكِمْ عَلَى الْقَاعِدِينَ دَرَجَةً That Allah has granted them reward. Those who are striving with their resources and with their time and with their, with their lives, those who are striving, those who are working, those who are taking action, Allah has granted them great virtue. عَلَى الْقَاعِدِينَ دَرَجَةً And Allah has elevated their status above those who remain sitting who are spectators, who are watching, who are passive, they're not active. وَكُلَّنْ وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الْحُسْنَى And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that those who remain sitting, the reason why I mentioned this verse is because a lot of times when this kind of juxtaposition, this kind of contrast is drawn between two groups of people and there's a situation that's unfolding, typically the Qur'an is talking about the believers versus the hypocrites. And that's very heavy. 
This ver these verses here in Surah An-Nisa are not comparing believers against hypocrites. They are these verses are comparing believers against other believers. Allah is not saying Allah is saying that the people that are remain sitting there who are passive, who are watching, who are spectating, who are just looking the other way, Allah is calling them believers. Al-qa'iduna min al-mu'minin. Allah is not saying that they're disbelievers or they're hypocrites or they're sellouts. Allah is saying they're believers. Each group will get their reward. Because they can claim, look, I believed, I prayed, I gave my zakat, I fasted, I did my hajj, I read my Quran, I did my dhikr, I did my good deed. I'm just going to choose to sit this out. I'm going to take a back seat here. I'm not going to take any action. Allah says you get your reward. They have their reward, the other group has their reward, but it does at the same time, it does not change the fact that those who take action, those who are motivated, those who are inspired, those who are invested, that they will get a return on that investment. That they will benefit because of their action. And those who take action will get a very lofty reward over those who remain sitting, that remain passive. They will be elevated by many, many, many stages in the life of the hereafter in paradise. And they will receive the mercy of Allah. And they will receive the forgiveness from Allah. And Allah is most forgiving and merciful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the same issue now talking to those people who are believers. Mu'mineen. Allah calls them mu'mineen. They are sincere believers. They are practicing their Islam. But at the same time, they're, pass they're practicing it very passively, as we discussed. Now Allah addresses their situation. That when the angel of death comes to them, when they are, their souls are removed from their bodies, when they transfer to the afterlife, and they were believers, but they also came up short in many instances because of this passiveness that they had. The angels will say to them, Why is this your situation? Why are you kind of here in limbo? You have your iman, you have some good deeds, but you also committed a lot of errors. You were also weak in your faith and aspects. What left you in this predicament? They'll say, our lives were not easy. Our lives were not easy. We had a lot of difficulty. There were challenges. There were challenges in my life, there were challenges in my community, there were challenges in my society, there were challenges all around me. It wasn't a walk in the park. So yeah, I'm standing here, maybe not in, in the best shape. Maybe I could have presented myself in a better situation. But it's also I was dealing with a lot of difficulty. And the angels will respond to them. And this is very important to listen to. Because a lot of times we push back against this because it's in our nature as human beings to be defensive. The angels, this, these are the angels of Allah. On the day of judgment, the day of resurrection, the day of truth, the day the truth will be established, the angels will say to them, Alam takun ardullahi wasi'atan. 
Was not the earth of God very vast? That you could have gone somewhere else? Did you try everything you could? You were in a tough spot. But were you willing to change your situation to make your situation a little bit easier so that you could perform better in terms of your deen? Did you consider that? Did you take that into consideration? And Allah says many of these people, because of that inability, that inaction, they could end up in the fire of hell and that's the worst place anyone could end up. There will be some people whose situation was very truly challenging to the point where they had no options. They were oppressed, they were tortured, they were confined, they were restricted. Men and women and children. They tried to change their situation. There were Sahaba at the time of the Prophet who were trying to leave Mecca and go to Medina, but they were literally captured and they were confined and they were tortured. So there will be people who had truly desperate situations. They tried their best, but they were in and they were unable to escape their predicament. Allah says, Those are the people that Allah will forgive them. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ عَفُوًا غَفُورًا And Allah is forgiving the, the one who pardons and He is the most forgiving. And then in ayah number 100, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala summarizes all of this for us. And He says, وَمَنْ يُحَاجِرْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ That whoever strives in the way of Allah, whoever is willing to inconvenience themselves for the sake of Allah, whoever is willing to leave their home, they're willing to change their setting, they're willing to change their situation, they're willing to take drastic action, they're willing to make whatever adjustments and accommodations they have to make in their life for the sake of Allah, to come closer to Allah, to strive to be in the way of Allah, practice the deen of Allah, live a, li- live a life of devotion and dedication to Allah. يَجِدْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُرَاغَمًا كَثِيرًا وَسَعًا they will find that the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are very plentiful. And they will find that the earth, this world that Allah has created for them is very vast. That sometimes at the moment when you have to make the difficult choice and decision, it seems like you're in a dead end. But if they are willing to take the step forward, if they are willing to walk a few steps forward, they are willing to just get moving, to change their situation they will see the sea part for them. They will find that the, that the circumstances will open for them. And Allah will create for them opportunities where previously no opportunities were seen to, to exist. Allah tells us about this. That if you are motivated and driven and inspired and moved... By the consciousness of Allah, by the thought of Allah, through your connection with Allah, that يَجَعَلَّهُ مَخْرَجًا Allah will open ways for you. And then Allah says, وَمَنْ يَخْرُجُ مِنْ بَيْتِهِ مُهَاجِرًا إِلَى اللَّهِ Somebody who is willing to leave their home in the way of Allah, for the sake of Allah, to come closer, مُهَاجِرًا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ To come closer to Allah, to be more in line with the sunnah, of the Prophet ﷺ, to live a life like the Messenger, peace and blessings be upon him. And even if the worst case scenario, what is the worst case scenario in this dunya? Death comes to that person. 
It leads to the end of that person's life. فَقَدَ وَقَعَ أَجَرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ That person's reward is guaranteed and confirmed by Allah. That person's reward is guaranteed and confirmed by Allah. وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا And indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most forgiving and most merciful. That when commenting on this ayah, Sa'id ibn Jubayr, uh, rahimahullah ta'ala, one of the great tabi'un, students of the companions, he said, إِذَا عَمِلَ بِالْمَعَاصِ فِي أَرْضٍ فَخْرُجْ مِنْهَا That if somebody is in a situation where they are falling into sin, it is compromising their deen. This ayah tells us that that person has to take action to move, to change their setting, to change their scene, to change their situation. Al-Hasul Basri rahimahullah ta'ala, he narrates a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, mentioned by Imam al-Alusi, man farra bidinihi min ardin ila ardin. That somebody who is willing to physically change their location for no other reason than to just become closer to Allah. They are willing to make an effort. وَإِن كَانَ شِبْرًا مِنَ الْأَرْضِ Even if all they can do is move one step. That's it. The person recognizes the situation I'm in right now is not good for me. It's not good for my faith. It's not good for my family. It's not good for my family's faith. And that person recognizes I have to change my situation. But the person can literally do no more than one shibr. Shibr means one hand's width. From here to there. They can just step one step over. That's all that person's capable of. And that person does that. Istawjabal Jannah, paradise becomes mandatory upon that person. Jannah becomes guaranteed for that person. وَكَانَ رَفِيقَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ وَمُحَمَّدَ عَلَيْهِمُ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ And that person will find the company of Ibrahim Khalilullah and Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because you tried. You made an effort. You did what you could do. You were sincere, well-intentioned, tried hard, did whatever was in your capacity. And the Qur'an is full of these examples, showing us that what is asked of us is to not move heaven and earth. We have not been obligated to move heaven and earth. We have not been obligated, been ma- we have not been mandated by Allah to work miracles, to move mountains, to part the seas. That's not what Allah has asked of us. Time and time again, look at the most miraculous and remarkable examples in the Qur'an. The Prophet Musa salam is leading Bani Israel, they have believed in Allah. They are searching for and looking for freedom from their oppression and to be able to practice their religion. And he, they follow the Prophet of God, Musa salam, and he leads them and they arrive at the sea and the army of the Pharaoh shows up behind them. And death and doom and destruction is imminent. Inna la mudrakun, we're dead. And Musa salam says, Kalla. No, my Lord is with me and he will make a way. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell Musa alayhi salam? Fadrib bi asaak al-bahra. Allah commands Musa alayhi salam, walk into the water until the water reaches your knees or your waist. And then take your staff and say the name of Allah and strike the ocean with your stick, with your staff. 
That, that doesn't part the sea. That doesn't change anything. But the lesson there was do what's in your capacity. Do what you are capable of. And what you're capable of is, I'm going to walk into the water until it's at my chest. And I'm going to say the name of Allah and I'm going to slap the ocean. I'm going to strike the sea, the water, with my staff. And he did exactly that. فَانْفَلَقَ فَكَانَ كُلُّ فِرْقٍ كَالتَّوْدِ الْعَظِيمِ And the ocean split. And the water stood like mountains. Allah says in the Quran that the, the water separated from the dirt at the floor of the ocean to the point that when Bani Israel put their feet on the ground, on the floor of the ocean, it was dry. It was dry. Do what you can do and then Allah will take care of the rest. Allah commends Ibrahim alayhi salam that preach and stand for the oneness of Allah. They threaten him by, one, by throwing him into a fire and burning him alive. He does what he can do. He stands up for his faith. He believes in Allah. He makes dua in Allah. They throw him into the fire. Allah turns the fire cool and peaceful for Ibrahim. Untouched, unfazed. Maryam salamun alayha. Allah tells us about the mother of Isa, Maryam. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells her that you will be the vessel for this great miracle. One of the greatest miracles this world has ever witnessed. The birth of Isa alayhi salam without a father. قَالَ كَذَلِكَ قَالَ رَبُّكِ هُوَ عَلَيَّ هَيِّنْ وَلِنَجْعَلَهُ آيَةً لِلنَّاسِ وَرَحْمَةً مِنَّا وَكَانَ أَمْرًا مَقَضِيًّا He will be a great sign and you will be in the service of your Lord and the deen of Allah. And this is decided and this will happen. She is pregnant now, expecting a baby. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells her she, that she confines herself, she isolates herself, goes to a place where there's nobody else there to see this miracle through. فَأَجَاءَهَا الْمَخَادُ إِلَىٰ that it becomes so difficult and desperate, her situation, the pain that she's experiencing, the anguish that she feels, how difficult this moment is. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides, miraculously provides comfort and sustenance and makes arrangements for her. But even in that miracle, it's very remarkable that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells her, فَنَادَاهَا مِن تَحْتِهَا أَلَّا تَحْزَنِي قَدْ جَعَلَ رَبُّكِ تَحْتَكِ لِسَّرِيَّةِ وَهُزِّي إِلَيْكِ بِجِذْعِ النَّخْلَةِ تُسَاقِتْ عَلَيْكِ رُطَبًا جَنِيَّةِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells her, walk over to the date palm tree and shake the date palm tree and the dates will fall for you and provide sustenance for you. That... Imagine her in that situation, in that state. She can't physically shake the tree hard enough to shake down the dates. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells her, just go there, place your hand on the tree. You do what's in your capacity. You do what you are capable of doing and Allah will provide the rest. The Sahabi of the Prophet ﷺ at the battle of the trench. He does what he can do. Jabir radiallahu anhu. Cooks enough food to feed three or four people. He does what he can. Recognizes the Prophet ﷺ is hungry. The companions are starving. He does what he's capable of doing. And what happens from there? 
the Prophet ﷺ makes dua and starts serving the people. And before you know it, three, four hundred people, Ibn Ishaq mentions 800 people were fed from that food. That was enough for three or four people. Do what's in your capacity. And Allah will do the rest. Allah told Ibrahim Make the call, make the adhan, make the announcement. Telling the people to come here and worship. The narration mentions Ibrahim said, Ya Rabbi, I look around me, there's nobody here. Who's going to hear my announcement? Who's going to hear my call? Who's going to hear the adhan? And Ibrahim was told, you make the call, then making it reach the people and bringing the people here, Allah will do that. And the verse of the Qur'an says they will come from far and wide. They will come riding their animals. They will come on foot. And when you look now, millions upon millions upon millions of people flocking there from all over the world. There was one man who made that call when he was alone in the desert. You do what's in your capacity. And Allah will take care of the rest. So for all of us, when it comes to the practice of our deen and our religion, Whatever our personal individual level is at the moment, whatever it is that we know we need to do, whatever it is that we aspire to, somebody is trying to get on their prayer regularly, somebody wants to give more charity consistently, somebody wants to educate themselves about their deen and their religion, they want to understand their religion, somebody wants to help feed the poor and the hungry, somebody wants to help you know, grow their community, whatever it is that we aspire to do. But it seems like a huge project, it seems like it's out of our reach. Do what's in your capacity. No step is too humble. The Prophet said, even if the step is only this big, nothing is too small, nothing is too humble. If it's done with sincerity, if it's done with dua, if it's done with the right mindset, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring it to fruition. بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعني وإياكم بالآيات والذكر الحكيم استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين قال الله عز وجل في كتابه المجيد بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم اهدنا واهدنا وجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم عنا على ذكرك شكرك وحسن عبادتك اللهم أحسن عاقبتنا في الأمور كلها وأجرنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب الآخرة اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى وصلى الله تعالى على النبي الكريم قال الله تعالى إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وإنهاء عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكر الله يذكركم ودعوه يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقم الصلاة
الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله 